Welcome to Charmaine Wilson, the Australian Medium Podcast. Good morning, and I'm back again to talk a little bit about my adventures with mediumship today. And a lot of you wonder what it's like to be a medium, so hang on to your hat. We are going to have a bit of a chat about that today. Okay, well, I've been a medium now for um, since 2002, which is 22 years. And I have to say, things sure have changed in the last 22 years of being a medium. Now, I did not actually start now... You, Yesterday we talked about my de- development and I didn't do my first reading until October 2022. I had That was my first professional reading, I might add. I had done other little tryouts but nothing on the professional level. So what I did, what you had to do back um, in the early 2000s was you actually had to advertise with a newspaper. You see, there was no social media back then. Um, there was no way to get your word out Unless, of course, people wrote articles about you or you advertised in the classified ads. And that's exactly what I did. It took me last 60 bucks and I decided to advertise as a medium and to see, just to see what happened. And I remember my, crossing my fingers because I told a big lie on my first appointment because the woman who um, booked me for the first appointment asked me had I had a lot of experience. I did not have the heart to tell her she was my first paid reading And I said, yes, sure. And off I went. Now, that first reading was a bit of a doozy. It turned out to be a suicide. And it turned out that the gentleman in question had only died five weeks before. My guides had actually tried to stop me going to that reading. Now, I had driven from my place at Ipswich all the way to Logan, which is a bit of a hike. And I I charged in those days 20 bucks for the first half an hour and $10 for every half hour after that. I was there for four hours that day. Don't ask me. Don't even ask me what I thought I was doing. But as I said, it turned out that it was a suicide and I had no training in that at that time. And I remember it being very accurate. I said, I have a man here. He's given me an R name and it was Ray. And I said, he said that he's passed five, was it five years ago, five months ago? I said, no, five weeks ago. And then I got my very first symbol of suicide and they said to me why did he do it and the spirit said to me very clearly because my my wife played up on me and um and I just repeated that not understanding the implications of that so um so I I just want to tell you this story because it was quite an interesting little um follow-up on that so anyway so I did that reading and then about two days later I got a phone call for someone at, at a suburb called Thornlands which is um Brisbane, Australia. And I <laughs> and I went to Thornlands and did the reading because those days I used to drive to the person and um, it turned out to be the sister of the lady of the first reading and it was a very similar reading. I didn't know what to do because to me it was very obvious that it was the same fellow. Anyway, um, the same type of information came out. Please understand that was my second reading ever. And then I got another phone call <laughs> and it was from the man's wife, of all things. And um, she wanted to know why I was telling people that her husband had committed suicide because of her. But she also wanted to know, would, it, would her husband mind if she went out with the funeral director? 
So my first experience as a paid-for medium was quite intense. Basically, I screwed everything up. I really did. You know, it was really, really hard in the early days because when you're a medium, you have to learn a dictionary of signs and symbols. And what you don't understand is those signs and symbols will change and evolve as you evolve, okay? So all the signs and symbols I had back then, I probably can't even remember half of them, to be quite frank with you. The only thing I really remember is when I first started, if I had someone who had served in the military, that they would hold, open their hand and show me a medal. But then these days, if I do get a military man, I will actually understand if it's Air Force, if it's Navy or if it's Army, pretty much anyhow. But anyway, so, you know, it, it all does involve. And I have to tell you too, I remember another time as well, um, John Edward had just come out and I was not getting any reading. So I actually rang people who were in the classified ads looking for John Edward tickets, claiming that I was a medium, I could do their readings. It was really hard back then. But, you know, I got through and word of mouth travelled very quickly about my gift. And, you know, there, and I was in big demand very quickly. Now, I worked for the first section. I also did part-time work plus readings up until March 13th, 2014. And, uh, excuse me, 2004. So for two years, I basically fart-assed around and did part-time stuff. At that time, too, I was trying to understand whether I was going to be doing future or anything like that. But I was very uncomfortable providing future readings. And I asked my guides, was I being accurate? And he said, no. He said, tell them, if you want a good future, make good choices. He said, we are not here to do the future readings. We are here to help people heal from the grieving process and alleviate the fear of death. That is your job, Charmaine. We don't want to talk about people's futures. Anyway, so it took a little while, but I stopped getting people looking for their future and I started to be very definite about what I wanted to do. That was possibly within the first six months. I realised that future reading and life direction was not my gig. I've never wanted to do it since. Anyhow, so time does move on and, and being a medium can be incredibly frustrating. I actually remember one time doing a reading and hitting my head on the brick wall outside my office because... It wasn't coming through as well as I wanted. There were a lot of mistakes that I made in the very early days as well. Like, for instance, I would read five days a week, six readings a day. These days, I understand that the maximum psychic energy that is good for me to expend is six hours, not 30 hours, six hours. But still, I was getting a lot of people. They were coming from all over. Now, or they were booking me from all over because for a long time I would go to their houses, as I said. Eventually, I started doing little group readings and that came by accident, how I became a group medium, reader, whatever you want to say. How it actually happened was somebody from a small little spiritual development group in Fernvale of all places. Fernvale, for those of you who don't know, is a small suburb west of Brisbane, which is in Queensland, Australia. And there was only about 10 of these women there. And they just wanted me to talk about being a medium. The word had been spreading. So I went there to do this little talk. And all of a sudden, the spirits were coming through. So I just started doing readings for everybody. And the word spread. And then all of a sudden, I was getting booked for groups of 10 
people to do readings for all over Brisbane. And so I would be um, going to all of these houses. All, and some of you may remember me from those days. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure some of you do. And I would go to these houses and they would um, have their snacks and their party food and I would be the medium and I would do a reading for all of them. That went on very, very well for quite a long time, to be honest with you. I started to get a really uh, a, a bit annoyed, though, I, I have to admit. The very last day, um, the, the, the second last day, I did a group reading like that. I was, I, I was, my, my, my nose was put out of joint. What happened was in those days I would do a group reading in the morning and a group reading in the afternoon because I was a real enthusiastic little, little medium, got to tell you. And um, so, I, so in the afternoon reading, for some, I was obviously tired, didn't realise it, and one woman complained that she only got two minutes of a reading and somebody else got 20. So that was all very fair enough. So I, just, I had decided already that I wasn't going to do that. Now, what happened the next day I went out because I had one final day of these little group readings and now I suppose I have to backtrack a bit because I'm a bit of a number head and I just want to put to you that when I see the number 919, I always know I have a suicide coming. It is my acknowledgement when I'm doing readings or I'm about to do a reading that there is a suicide. So just put that in the back of your head for a tick. So my very last day, I had done one group reading and I think that was at Northside um, and I had driven all the way back to Ipswich to do the second. And I was lost as I usually was. These were, this was in the days before GPS, folks. We had to stop on the side of the road with a street directory or refidex for the Queenslanders. And we used to have to look up the address. So I was lost, didn't have a clue where I was going. So I decided to do a U-turn. You wouldn't believe what happened next. I got cleaned up by a taxi. A taxi came along. I didn't see it. I was in a hurry. I was in a rush. I did a U-turn. That taxi hit right in the front. If I had been one second later... I would have been smashed to smithereens and died from head injuries. That's how, how close it was. It was so close. And the taxi's number? <laughs> 919. So my car basically committed suicide that day and said, we are not going to be driving around the country anymore because you're overworking yourself. It wasn't my car that said that. It was my guides. And they made me stop. And from that time, I got a little office. I got a little office in Queen's Arm in um, Ipswich in Queensland. And it was above the methadone clinic and a tattoo parlour. <laughs> but a lot of you would have um, joined me there. And, and that was when I realised I, I couldn't do so many readings. So I, I evolved over the years. By this time, it was 2006. My mum was still alive. Um, but then things started to get expensive. Readings started to thin out. So I ended up um, having to do it a different way. So, you know, it's just, it's just the, the, the fiddle fart stuff of mediumship because you're not always, you know, it, it's really hard when you start because you've got to get your reputation going. Without social media, it's a lot harder than you think. Um, I would constantly ring up newspapers and tell them about my gift. I used to actually go in and um, do readings for the staff at the newspaper offices and, um, you know, <laughs> I actually used to do that. I also became a very familiar voice on radio. Now, a lot of you may have heard me on radio over the years. I have worked for many stations. 
um, over the years. My first, very first radio gig was not long after I became a medium. I think I was brave, maybe about six to seven months. And um, I went into the local radio station at Ipswich, uh, River 949, and I worked with, there with Mac and Karina. Oh, possibly for, I don't know, maybe it was about a year that I was doing readings every Tuesday. Um, it was very successful, so successful that other radio stations started to reach out and ask me if I wanted to come and work for them. I ended up landing a gig up at the Sunshine Coast, actually, um, with Chrissy Swan and Ronnie Stanton. And the show we had was called Two Extra Larges and a Medium. Um, and we had some amazing times there. I, I just can't tell you the amount of stuff that I've done on radio, which has just blown my mind. Now, before I go into some of those readings that have blown my mind, I want to talk about two of them today. Um, I also was a regular on Gold FM at the Gold Coast. I would do my readings for Gold FM on the Gold Coast every Sunday night between 10pm and midnight. Yes, I was that enthusiastic. That station would, um, would, would, would broadcast to 40 stations throughout Australia and, and, those, and I used to get all the lonely people and all the lonely people would ring up, the truckies, the people who couldn't sleep, the insomniacs, you know, and they would ring up and I was very popular on that station as well. Um, from there I went on to work with um, Heart 10 in Tasmania, LAFM in Launceston, Tasmania and also Geelong Bay FM in Geelong, which is in Victoria for those of you who don't know. So I have done a lot of radio and that was how I got my word out. I was never shy about doing radio, guys. I did it all the time. I absolutely loved it. I love my little radio reads. How they would come in, I would say, please just tell me one person you want to connect to, mum, dad, etc. And we would go and we would give amazing information in three minutes. But I want to tell you about one of my radio readings on... Um, 91, um, uh, it was uh, uh, FM, uh, Sunshine Coast Radio. I can't remember what it's called. Sorry, guys, if you're listening. And it was there one day that I was doing a reading and I unfortunately was doing reading and a guy came through who had taken his own life in his girlfriend's front yard. Okay. Anyway, so I'm doing this reading, really accurate. I can't remember his name or the rest of those details. But what was happening at that time was the girlfriend in question was driving along the highway, heard the reading, stopped the car, knew it was her boyfriend, burst into tears and she rang the radio station. Well, can you believe I decided to do a reading on her after the show had finished? Can you believe that some other people came through? What had happened after she um, – there was a woman that, named Charmaine that came through and another woman, I believe her name was Jody, but I might be wrong about that. Anyway, it turned out that this poor young woman, when she had, um, when she had lost her, her boyfriend in such a terrible way in her front yard, um, she decided to go to Bali. Her and two girlfriends went to Bali. Yes, um, you may all remember the Bali bombings of 20... Um, yeah, you may remember the Bali bombings. Um, well... Her two friends were blown up in the Bali bombings as well. So she didn't just lose someone to suicide. She also lost her two friends in the Bali bombings. Um, that reading led to a lot of stuff in Ballina. 
I ended up doing a lot of work in Ballina because that was where she originally came from and her and and all the family of the people that had been affected by the bombings also at, um, at, you know contacted me so you know that that reading went a long way and it did a lot of good and it was just a little teeny three-minute radio reading to start and there must be hundreds and hundreds maybe even thousands of those readings I'm sure I've done thousands of radio readings I'm sure about that the next radio reading I want to talk about was on LAFM. Now, we, um, we used to go there and do in-studio um, work when I was doing a show. But I was also their regular medium every – I think it was every Monday, Arvo. Anyhow, so I went in there after the Christmas break and I said, look, i got someone coming through. And I said – and I gave her name as – I think it was Georgia or I think I might have said Georgina. I think her name was Georgia though. And I said, and it's just her eyes. I said, her eyes are amazing. And everyone in the studio, because for this particular reading, not just the, um, the, the jock was there, but there was also half the office staff. And I was, wasn't really sure why. So I figured it was a relative of one of the office staff. No, it wasn't. It was the relative. It was not the relative. It was one of their work people who had unfortunately been killed in an accident on New Year's Eve. And she was coming through hot and heavy, I can tell you. It was an amazing reading. I think poor old Leroy, the, the, the jock of that station, he just about turned pale white. So they decided to test me, didn't they? A few months later, unbeknownst to me, they called in Georgia's mother. And Georgia's mother came in to get the reading. I had no idea it was her. And I just said to her, as I did with all my radio readings, at this time I wasn't in station. I was in my bus somewhere travelling around Australia doing shows. I think at that time I might have been a Billawila. And and um, in, in came um, – and I'm doing this radio reading on this woman and I just said to her straight away, as soon as she, I started to tune in, I said, well, wait a minute. I said, I don't know who you are. I said, this is your daughter? And she said, yes. I said, this is the same girl I brought through in the, studio, in the studios of LAFM. Isn't this Georgia? This poor woman nearly passed out because I actually recognised that spirit. I actually recognised her. Also, the radio station nearly passed out. But anyway, so I did a lot of radio. Um, so, and I, I found that radio was one of the most effective ways for me to get around. And um, a lot of, as I said, a lot of you may have heard me. Um, finally, um, the one came along, the television show, the one. So for those of you who live out of Australia or um, who don't know of this television show, in 2008, Channel 7, which is a station in Australia, decided to go on the search for Australia's most gifted psychic called The One. And that was me. And then I won this television show called The One. Now, I'm going to tell you briefly about this, but I want to talk about my experience on The One in a little bit more in-depth Get ready to laugh because it's bloody funny. But um, but with the one, what they actually did was they looked for psychics all over. It just so happened that I won. Um, and I am going to leave you there with this part of the journey because I would like to do another upload about the television show, The One. But I just have to say it was after The One that social media finally was invented and I finally found it easier to get the word out. So currently we're just talking about my developing and how it went. We will talk about the one at another time, but I'm going to leave you with that today. 
And for any of you out there that may be mediums, I just want you to know, don't give up because there are times when you are going to want to hit your head against the wall. There are times when you can get the way they died, you can get the way that they looked, you can get the way that they their personality was, but for the, for the life of you, you can't get their name. And there are other times when you can get their name, but you can't recognise colour. It's the weirdest thing being a medium. Sometimes everything's amazingly on and sometimes you might just be slipping a little bit. I'm happy enough to talk about that. And again, if you have any questions about any of these uploads that I'm doing, please do ask because, you know, I would like to um, make sure you get the information that you need. So I'm going to leave you with that, guys, because I don't want to go more than 20 minutes. Apparently that's the magic, the magic thing, but I probably will in the future. Have a wonderful day. Signing off for now. I will do another upload tomorrow. Um, wherever you are, be good, be kind, and always remember that your spirit folk are just a whisper away, only ever a whisper away. She talks to angles. Oops, angels. <laughs> You'll come back now.